In an attempt to get Pari to free Klal from their slavery in Mitzrayim, Hashem sent forth ten plagues. The Torah assigns names to those plagues that describe the nature of the plague. Dam was blood, Sephardeia was frogs, and so on. The fourth Maka was wild animals, and the Torah names it Arav, which literally means mixture. But why didn't the Torah call it Chais Rais? That was really what plagued the Egyptians. Arav, a mixture of animals, is not necessarily a calamity. We find them in a zoo, and they're pleasant to look at. So what is the significance of the name Arav that the Torah felt compelled to call it by that name? The Ber Yosef explains that the mixture of animals itself highlights the miraculous nature of this Makkah. As we know, every animal requires a specific climate to survive. A polar bear, a bull and a shark all need completely different climates. How did all these animals get to Egypt and survive? So he says something amazing. Hashem created the specific climates around each animal so that they could all exist in Egypt and do their job. That was the greatness of Makas Arif, the mixture of animals itself that they were able to coexist. The flaw says something incredible. In describing Makas Arif, the Pasik says, Imalu Batem Arif. Your homes will be filled with all these wild animals, and also the ground upon which they are. What's the Pasik adding here? It's quite obvious that the animals are occupying that piece of land. So why is the Torah telling us, So there's a Mishnah Masech climb that describes an extremely rare animal found in the wild jungles of Africa, known as the Adne Hasada. It's similar to an orangutan. Its face is similar to a human being. It has very long, powerful arms, and it has a very unusual relationship to its habitat. It is always connected to the ground through a string that comes out of its navel. Although it is very dangerous and kills anyone who comes within its reach, there's one way to capture it. Shooting arrows at the string which connects it to the ground. As soon as it becomes detached, it dies immediately. Says the Afla, Hashem brought upon the Egyptians every type of animal that exists in the world, including this strange Adne Hasada. But in order for this animal not to die before arriving in Egypt, it was brought there together with the earth to which it was connected. And that's why it says, Amazing. So combining the Ber Yosef and the Afla, Moshe told Pare, Hashem will perform two miracles by Makas Arif. Each animal will have their specific habitat to survive, their unique climate around them. And miracle number two, the Adne Asada animal will come together with the ground upon which they are attached, so that he can also be included in the Makas Arif. We find another example that highlights the supernatural aspect of the Makas. By Makas Barat, the seventh plague, the Pasik says, Vehibarat, there was hail, Miraculously, each icy hailstone contained a flame that burned within it. But there's more. As the hail destroyed the trees of Egypt, Pari pleads with Moshe to pray to Hashem for the hail to stop. And he promises to let the Eden go. Moshe goes out and he stretches up his arms towards the sky. And immediately the hail ceases. And the Pasik says, The hail did not reach the ground. And Rashi adds something incredible. 
the hailstones that were on their way down were suspended in mid-air. And this teaches us the precise nature of Hashem's punishment. As soon as the plague was over, the hail that was still in flight was not allowed to do damage. And that's why they remained suspended in mid-air. And this brings to mind a fascinating Sepharna that we can all draw tremendous chizik from. He says, For every difficulty, for every hardship that a person is going through, there's a precise amount of time and a limit to how much a person will have to suffer. And that pain and anguish will not last one second less or one second more than what is prescribed for that person. Sometimes a person is experiencing tremendous physical pain. He has stomach pain, back pain, migraines, be it physical, mental, or emotional pain. And they think, this pain and suffering will never end. I will be dealing with this for the rest of my life. Says the Sephar, no. We say in the Tefillah of Nishmas, From severe and enduring illnesses, you have faithfully spared us. He asks, Venemonim and faithful? What's the connection between illness and faith? So he says, You know what that means? When the time comes that the suffering is supposed to end. We have faith that that pain, that illness, will not remain one instant longer. And you will not have to suffer one extra second. People have difficulties with Shaduchim, some struggle with infertility, raising children, Parnasa. And all the single can think, I've waited so long, I'll never find my Bashert. Says the Sepharno, When your time comes to find your Zivuk, It will happen instantaneously. Some people can be dating for 15 years, and then the right one comes along, and they get engaged in a few days. Because it is decreed for every person exactly how much they must suffer, precisely to the second. And when the time is up, they will be relieved from their suffering at that exact moment, not one moment later. The Chafetz Chaim in his Sefer Machni Yisrael writes, Every Yid must yearn and anticipate Yeshua every second of every day, for the Yeshua of Hashem can come in a blink of an eye. The Chafetz Chaim continues, It is written in the name of Darizal that when we recite Shemayin Ezra and we say we should have in mind that we are anticipating an immediate Yeshua from any tzara that we might find ourselves in. This is a great segula to be helped from any hardship that we are suffering from. We have to believe that no prayer goes to waste and every prayer is answered. But sometimes the answer is not now or not yet. And if that's the case, then we just have to wait a little bit longer to realize our Yeshua. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.